88K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, China threatens to retaliate after President Trump ends Hong Kong's special status. Former lawmaker Aung Nok Hin says he's immediately ending his association with pro-democracy camps primaries and the Hong Kong government delays its health code scheme, which would have allowed for quarantine-free access across the border. China has vowed retaliatory sanctions on American individuals and entities after President Trump signed an executive order ending Hong Kong's preferential treatment with the United States over Beijing's imposition of a national security law on Hong Kong. Hong Kong will now be treated the same as mainland China. No special privileges, no special economic treatment, and no export of sensitive technologies. In addition to that, as you know, we're placing massive tariffs and have placed very large tariffs on China. First time that's ever happened to China. President Trump also announced the, in the order in the Rose Garden of the White House shortly after signing the Hong Kong Autonomy Act into law early this morning. This law gives my administration powerful new tools to hold responsible the individuals and the entities involved in extinguishing Hong Kong's freedom. We've all watched what happened. Not a good situation. Their freedom's been taken away, their rights have been taken away, and with it goes Hong Kong, in my opinion, because it will no longer be able to compete with free markets. A lot of people will be leaving Hong Kong, I suspect. President Trump's executive order not only ended Hong Kong's special status, it also brought in a raft of other measures, as Vicky Wong reports. The executive order suspends the extradition treaty between Hong Kong and the US and makes it easier for Hong Kong residents to qualify as refugees on humanitarian grounds. It freezes the US property and any interests in US property of anyone involved in the implementation of Beijing's national security law for Hong Kong. The asset freeze also applies to anyone who undermines the democratic process, limits the assembly of citizens or who tries to limit the freedom of expression here. This includes people who limit access to independent media. The order ends all U.S. training for the Hong Kong police and a number of joint academic projects, including the Fulbright Student Exchange Program. The shipping industry will also no longer qualify for certain tax exemptions. New People's Party Chairwoman Regina Airpass blasted the U.S. movers barbaric and unreasonable, saying Washington wants to threaten people who implement the national security law. She says Hong Kong people's access to U.S. visas will be affected, as well as academic exchanges and some tax arrangements. She admits the move will affect Hong Kong's international status, but will have little impact on the city's status as an international financial centre. The impact on Hong Kong as a financial services center is limited, and I don't think there will be any impact on the Hong Kong US dollar linked exchange rate. There are no direct measures affecting that, and I expect countermeasures to be adopted by the central authorities and Hong Kong government. I think these measures will be counterproductive in the sense that they will only end up reducing the US influence in Hong Kong. Former lawmaker Aung Hing says he's immediately ending his association with the pro-democracy camp's primaries, citing allegations from Beijing that the exercise might violate the national security law. Mr Aung was one of the organisers of the polls held during the past weekend, where more than 600,000 people voted to decide which candidates the camp should field in September's LegCo elections. Mr Aung apologised for his decision, saying even though they think the primaries are legal, authorities appear to think otherwise. Explaining his decision, he says it's no longer possible to reason with the authorities, adding that he's worried for his own safety. 
two officers from Beijing try to have announced that the primary election is uh, somehow illegal in that sense. If we are in a normal society, I think uh, we can uh, persuade each other by reason. But as we know that uh, the society is extremely abnormal and it is not the days that to persuade others. Uh, so I think the brutality may come to me uh, and that is uh, part of the reason uh, why I decided to leave uh, the primary elections duties. The vice chairman of the Democratic Party, Lo Kin Hei, says he's been released on bail after being charged with illegal assembly. He was arrested at around 6.30 this morning. In a Facebook post, the Democratic Party said it believed it was linked to the mass arrests outside the Polytechnic University on November the 18th, when violent clashes broke out between anti-government protesters and police. The party called the police action politically motivated and groundless and said they'd contacted lawyers to help Mr Lowe. He was arrested in November near Energy Plaza in Chimsai Choi, more than 500 metres away from the university, together with several dozen people. Chief Secretary Matthew Cheng says the government has to delay its health code scheme, which would have allowed for quarantine-free access, quarantine-free cross-border travel. He says the government will continue with preparations and launch the scheme when the COVID-19 outbreak eases. Despite this, pro-establishment lawmakers at a special House committee meeting want the scheme as soon as possible. Jeffrey Lamb from the Business and Professionals Alliance said the code could be launched first, so it could be used immediately once it was safe. Mainland has it. Macau has it. Uh, we are the only city in this region that still haven't got one that is agreed upon to three areas. How to implement and when to use it? That's another story. Let uh, those that can um, go across, let them prepare, let them be ready. Civic Party lawmaker and Dr Kwok Kaki says steps need to be taken to make sure COVID-19 doesn't spread in hospitals. He says the hospital authority should stop non-emergency services to reserve beds and staff from handling the outbreak and the quota for outpatient clinic services should be increased. Mr Kwok says COVID-19 tests should also be done on some people being admitted to hospitals, including people over 65. All patients with chronic diseases should also be tested. Number three, patients under cancer treatment, because most of them is actually under chemotherapy or target therapy, so their immune response will be greatly jeopardized. So this group of patients should be tested negative before they were admitted to a hospital. Last but not least, all the pregnant women who need to be admitted also be tested because they have uh, decreased immune response and also they may threaten the outcome of the uh, fetus, so it should be tested. Chairman of the Hong Kong Taxi Council, Hung Wing Tat, says the council has told taxi drivers to put up notices in their cabs, reminding passengers to wear a mask. New rule requiring all passengers to wear a mask on public transport has come into effect. Dr Hung says he welcomes the new regulations, saying it could help avoid disputes between drivers and passengers. He also says passengers, for their own health and safety, should use cab-hailing apps. He says some of these apps allow them to find out which drivers have actually taken infection control measures. We have some certification program of the taxi vehicles. If they abide by the uh, rules, for example, they have to have the um, cleansing exercise every day for the compartment and also prepare the sort of disinfection liquid inside the compartment and other disinfection uh, equipment and the driver also 
compile with our guidelines. Then we'll give them a certification, and then you can see the certification in the app. So you can select the driver with the certification. Lechko's Public Accounts Committee says the inadequacy of the Hong Kong Football Association's governance is appalling and inexcusable. The body responsible for developing football in the city received more than $34 million in funding in 2017 to 2018 alone. The Lechko Committee's chairman, Abraham Shek, says it has conducted an inquiry based on a director of audit report and noted an internal audit committee supposed to review the Football Association's use of funding and not being formed at all between 2015 and 2019. This is ridiculous. The Hong Kong community and local football fans have high expectations of HKFA to raise the standard of football in Hong Kong, as well as the ranking of Hong Kong football teams. However, the committee consider the HKFA overall achievement have been to the best and to be described as disappointing. And in this regard, it reflects the administration had failed to closely monitor <coughs> HKFA overall's performance. The Trump administration has reversed a plan to force foreign students whose courses were to be taught solely online to leave the country, which follows legal action by a number of U.S. universities. It's BBC's Gary O'Donoghue. This is a 180-degree U-turn on the part of the administration and an embarrassment given the policy was only announced eight days ago. Several high-profile institutions, such as Harvard and the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, were challenging the policy and before the court case began, a judge in Boston, where the case was being heard, said the parties had agreed the status quo would be reinstated. The Trump administration was facing a welter of criticism over the move, not just from universities, but also from tech companies and state governments. U.S. Supreme Court Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg has been admitted to the Johns Hopkins Hospital in Baltimore to receive treatment for a suspected infection after complaining of a fever. Justice Ginsburg is the oldest member of the current court and a noted liberal. Her health is closely watched as her death or retirement could give the Trump administration the chance of appointing a more conservative judge in her place. Gillian Maxwell, the former girlfriend of the late American financier and convicted paedophile Jeffrey Epstein, has been refused bail after pleading not guilty to charges that she helped him to abuse underage girls. The judge determined that the socialite should remain in custody because she was likely to flee the United States, given her wealth and her ties abroad. Lawyer David Boyd, who represents some of Epstein's accusers, claims the evidence against Gillian Maxwell is overwhelming. It's dozens of witnesses that testify about her participation in the abuse of young girls, her recruitment of young girls, her grooming of young girls, her participation with Epstein in not only organizing, but implementing the sex trafficking operation. Finance and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 25,337. That's 140 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $92.8 billion. Currencies, the euro is trading at $1.13. dollar is trading at 107.23 yen. And the pound is worth $9.74. Sport now, and here's Adam Chung. We start in the English Premier League, where Chelsea have consolidated third spot in the table and tightened their grip on Champions League football next season with a 1-0 home win against already relegated Norwich. Chelsea's goal came just before halftime on a header by Olivier Giroud. 
The win moved Chelsea four points clear of fourth place Leicester City. Boss Frank Lampard called it a professional performance by his players. That was okay. Listen, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, no baby joke, because at this stage of the season, as we've seen in the last four hours, results are critical, and we we, we, di- we didn't concede any chances of a big note for them to let them score a goal. We created a few ourselves. We get our one goal. Maybe we could do more. We can be a bit better with our quality. You know, it, it was okay, and professional would be probably a word. I want more, but that can wait. I think we, it, where we are at at the moment um, as a team and the position we're at in the table, three points is everything tonight. What did you want more of tonight? Because until Giroud scored, you did cut a somewhat frustrated figure on the touchline there at times. Yeah, because I live it and I want a bit more quality. I, I believe in the group ha- having more quality than what we showed in those early stages. We need to move the ball quicker. Um, not take time, not take touches, allow a team to be compact. We have to, we have to move them more, move more mobile in how we play our rotations. We did it, to be fair, against Watford here in our last home game, and we did it really well, and we've done it at parts of the season. But if we want to really move on, talking longer term, then it, then it can be better. Champions Liverpool visit Arsenal tonight, knowing they have to win all three of their remaining games if they're to beat Manchester City's Premier League record of 100 points in a season. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says Arsenal are in good hands under manager Mikel Arteta and will contend for the title next season. Unfortunately, probably yes. <laughs> it looks very much so. It's um, Mikel is, is, is part of this very exciting new coaching generation or manager's generation. Um, really exciting to watch. Um, you can see the ideas behind, obviously, that's good, influenced by... By, by Pep, he worked together with him. Probably they had the same idea already before when, when, when Mikkel was still a player. Um, and so, yes, it's a, you can see a massive influence. In Italy, Atalanta are looking good for Champions League football next season. They went second in the Serie A with an emphatic 6-2 win over Brescia. The Croatian midfielder Mario Pasalic scored a hat-trick. Atalanta moved above Lazio and Inter to go within six points of the leaders Juventus. And finally, in baseball, the Atlanta Braves have added a big bat to their lineup, agreeing a one-year deal with free agent outfielder Yasiel Puig. The former L.A. Dodgers star split time between Cincinnati and Cleveland last season when he hit a combined 24 homers with 84 runs batted in. Puig was the last big-name free agent from the offseason to sign with a team. And as you look at sports. To win the news, the top stories once again. China threatens to retaliate after President Trump ends Hong Kong's special status. Former lawmaker Aung Hin says he's immediately ending his association with the pro-democracy camp's primaries. And the Hong Kong government delays its health code scheme, which would have allowed for quarantine-free cross-border travel. The news from RTHK.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's 123 show this Wednesday afternoon. It is hump day halfway through the week. I'm Karen Coe, sitting in for Noreen Mir today. It's great to have you company. A big thanks to Phil Whelan for this morning's morning brew. That was a busy morning. And we have a busy show for you today as well. After 1.30pm, our reporter Andrew Dambina explores creative writing with Chloe Grimet and Sandra Pang, of, who are members of the creative writing group called Write or Die. And it's Wednesday, so Cruzanne McCalligan is going to join us after 2.30 with her regular audio column. Today, you'll find out everything you ever wanted to know about karaoke. Karaoke, which we can do now uh, online, on apps. Uh, so if you're in the mood for singing, get your singing voice ready. And of course, if you want to contact me, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kohk at rthk.hk or you can find me on Facebook at Karen on Radio 3. So if you have any comments or if you want to upload your uh, song, of a recording of yourself singing karaoke, please feel free to do that as well. Send that to me. All that. And of course, we've got some great music. Here's a new one from Maya Hawthorne, whose real name is is Andrew Mayer Cohen. Uh, it's called Rare Changes. Mm-hmm. 